On today's show, the next seven games are crucial for the Dallas Mavericks. How will they work out some of their issues on offense, on defense? We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen today, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five star review, like the video, and comment anything below. Let me know in the comment section. The Dallas Mavericks are 19 and 15. They have a seven-game homestand. After that, will they be above or below 500? I'm curious what you guys think about that. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Today, the Mavs have a seven-game homestand. It's I think I've heard that it's their longest in like Mavs history. Seven games is a long time to be at home. They'll be at home for a couple of weeks, basically, at this point. They're home from January 3rd till January 15th. <laughs> That's a while. And so I think this, this is crucial. Let's talk about their offensive issues that they've had lately. Let's talk about their defensive issues they've had lately. I found a couple, I found three key areas on defense that they have to fix up or at least try to play respectable defense. <laughs> Let's figure out what those are and talk about that. We'll talk about their offensive issues as well. The Mavs, the Mavs have one bad problem, and it actually is their offense. I'm going to tell you why their offense is broke when I'll talk, talk about that. But let's start here. Thank you for all of you, part of the Raccoon Squad. If you're part of the Raccoon Squad, that means you listen every day. You're an everydayer. You're part of that crew. I appreciate you so much for listening to this show, for making 2023 an incredible year. For just making, uh, I'm mean, continuing to make my dreams come true in this in this business. I did not expect to have this kind of a, a, a career in in Mavs Media. I did not expect to be welcomed so much by you guys, and so I appreciate each and every one of you. We amassed over six million views on YouTube in 2023. That's pretty wild. Uh, we amassed several million on the podcast as well. Not supposed to disclose those numbers, so I'll just I'll just leave it at several million. Let's, let's leave it let's leave it at that. Uh, but it is amazing to see those of you that that have listened, that have watched, that have commented, that have come up to me at games. I'm in section 123. I have stickers that have locked on Mav stickers. I'll give them out to you. Uh, I love seeing people at games, and I just wanted to say thank you to all of you that have helped. Uh, grow this community and have you know jumped into the chat and have sent questions on subtext and subscribed to subtext and have, have done the extra things have commented like the video all that helps grow this show and I appreciate you all we together we had a transition of Isaac moving on from the show and bringing in Reggie and slightly and Dana and, and all them and bringing in new guests and all that and so I appreciate each and every one of you that will continue now that the holidays are past we'll be back with slightly we'll be back tomorrow on the show Dana Larson will be back next week Reggie will be back next week as well. And so then I'll start bringing on guests again. Now that the holidays and traveling is all gone again, just wanted to thank all of you for being part of that, being part of this community, the raccoon squad that we've built. Thank you everyone. Okay. Let's start here. The Mavs are 19 and 15. You're like, okay, feeling okay about where the Mavericks are right now, at least record wise. 
You look at their next seven games. They play at home. Two home games against the Portland Trailblazers. On Thursday, we'll have an episode with Mike Richmond from Lockdown Blazers. We'll talk about the Blazers. We'll talk about Jeremy Grant, probably, and a potential trade for Jeremy Grant. We'll talk about probably Matisse Thibel. God, he's been so good. If he was on the Mavs, it would be totally different. Uh, and the Mavs tried to sign him. But we'll do that on Thursday, Thursday night going into Friday. But they play the Portland Trailblazers twice. They play Minnesota again. They get the, hopefully, revenge game against them. They've lost twice to them so far. Memphis against John Morant. They'll get to play at home. New York, Brunson coming back to Dallas. And then two games against the Pelicans, where the Mavs split those two games that they played in New Orleans earlier this season. There are no back-to-backs in that whole stretch. So you're home for two weeks, no back-to-backs. Luka may be a little banged up with that quad injury, but the home games and... You know, a, you know, a day off between the Utah and Portland game, and ho- hopefully he'll be back to back to normal here, or at least back to playing better than he did in, in Utah. Because good lord, that was so bad. Kyrie has Kyrie is back as well, and so you've got guys back. No back to backs. You've got seven home games. This is a stretch of the season. I will not go so far as to say this will define the season. I have learned my lesson. Two years ago, the Raccoon Squad knows. Two years ago, I said that a five-game stretch in like December or January. I was like, this stretch of games will define the season. And Isaac laughed at me. And then Christoph Porzingis got hurt in that stretch. They ended up trading him. And I was right. So I'll I'll take a victory lap on that and say that I was right. Porzingis got hurt in that stretch. They learned they needed to trade him. They did. And they went to the Western Conference Finals. I'll take the victory lap on that one. I won't say this will define the season. But I think these next seven games are so crucial so stick with us. We'll have a post game after every single one of them. We'll continue to cover these games. And I think they're important because the Mavericks in that, in that seven games, they play three teams with bad offenses. The Blazers have 110 offensive rating. That's that's bad now. And the Grizzlies, who have 108 offensive rating, and it's only 112 since Jaw's been back. So it, they haven't, it hasn't, Jaw hasn't like completely changed their world. Like completely. And so they play three bad offenses. They need to help get their defense right. Can they get their defense right against teams like that? Can they fix some things? Can they clean some things up? I've got three key areas I'll talk about later that the Mavericks need to fix their defense. And then they got four teams that are good tests. The Mavs have not won games against good teams this season. They play Minnesota again. They have not beaten anybody in the top six in the NBA. In the NBA. They are 0-6 against Minnesota, Oklahoma City, Milwaukee, and Denver. They haven't played Boston and Philly yet. 0-6 against those teams. So they get a chance again against Minnesota. And then the Knicks and the Pelicans are two solid teams that you get to play against. The Knicks with OG Ananobi now. The Pelicans, you know, playing pretty decent. And you play against those teams that are good tests to see who you are, what you're made of. Can you beat those kind of teams? All at home. All like rest, at least not, maybe not a rest advantage, all of them, but you're not have, you don't have back to backs. The Mavericks need to clean up some stuff in this. The Knicks defense is 19th. Portland's defense is 20th. So some, some below average defenses in there. And then good tests against Minnesota. They're the first, they're the best defense in the NBA. Memphis is still the 12th defense. So you get to face them again. And the Pelicans are the ninth defense. You play them twice in this. So that's a good test for them. The Mavs need to take a look at this. And also, they need to take advantage of this seven-game homestand, rack up a couple of wins here, because the stretch of games after this, I'm going real schedule-heavy today, <laughs> because I think this, this part of the schedule is a big turning point. It is. 
because the stretch of games after this seven-game homestand is as follows. At the Lakers, at Golden State, home for the Celtics, home for the Suns, at Atlanta, home for the Kings, home for Orlando, at Minnesota again, home for Milwaukee, at Philly, at Brooklyn, at New York, home for Oklahoma City. Whew. Those teams combined have a 600 record. That's really good. Six home games, seven road games. There's two back-to-backs in there. Both of them are travel back-to-backs. You play four of the top five teams in the NBA in that stretch. And these are the only teams they play in that stretch of games that are at or under 500. The Lakers, the Warriors, the Hawks, and Brooklyn. And that's on the second night of a back-to-back. Brooklyn is arguably the easiest team you'll play in that stretch. And it's the second night of a travel back-to-back. That's not good. That is a stretch that will... That is the stretch that will define the season, honestly, because they can go through that stretch and it could be brutal for them. Two back-to-backs, all those seven road games, all those teams with with fairly good records, except for Atlanta, who has Trey Young still, Brooklyn, who the Mavericks, you know, will be in a second night of a back-to-back, and then the Warriors and Lakers. (laughs) Man, you can't fall asleep against those teams either. The Mavs need to take advantage of this homestand. To take advantage of this homestand, though, they need to do a couple things. They need to build a signature win. No, build up to a signature win, build continuity, reestablish the offense with Kyrie, and I'll tell you how they're going to do all that stuff coming up. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has all kinds of props and odds and spreads that you can go check out. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Go to FanDuel Sportsbook to see what you can put some money down on. Go check it out. See what's available for you. Let's see. Mavs Blazers. Mavs are 11-point favorite. Minus 600 on the money line. You can go check that out as well. They also have the Parlay Builder. You can go check out that. And a Parlay is like when you combine a bunch of different bets together. Go to the Parlay Hub. If you go to the Parlay Hub, there's a bunch of different like parlays that have been built together that are like that a bunch of people have already built. And so you can just put money down on that if you don't want to try to build it yourself, but you want to have a bunch of different little things to pay attention to during a game. For example, they've got a ton of college football ones. My family are huge Michigan fans. My mom grew up in Ann Arbor, and so we have, we were watching the Michigan game, excited they're going to the national championship against Washington. Sorry for Texas. But they've got a bunch of those already built where it's like Blake Corum, anytime he scores a touchdown, Roman Wilson, anytime he scores a touchdown, uh, Polk from Washington, anytime he scores a touchdown, McMillan for Washington, anytime he scores a touchdown. So if all four of those guys score touchdowns in the game, you win the parlay. So again, check it out, fanduel.com slash locked on. Place a $5 bet, and you, can get, you get $150 in bonus bets. Fanduel.com slash locked on. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. Appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to subscribe to Subtext, I'll be back in full swing now. Appreciate all of you for uh, the time that I took with my family, and I tried to stay away from Subtext. I still sent some rumors. I still sent some in-game stuff because uh, I I was doing some work while I was doing the podcast, and so appreciate each and every one of you. Subscribe to the Subtext to help support this show, and it'll get, it's basically a Mavs AI that sends all the news and rumors and updates straight to your phone in a text and you can ask it questions and it will respond and it is me. <laughs> all right. The next stretch of games is crucial for the Mavericks. And one thing they need to do is to build up to a signature win. They still do not have a signature win. They've had some some solid wins. The Warriors game I thought was a solid win for them. The Lakers game late even though they almost blew the, <laughs> they, they blew the lead and then they came back, that was still a, a fairly solid win for them. 
they still do not have a very like a signature win yet because they don't have a win against the top six teams. I mentioned this. They're 0-6 against Minnesota, Oklahoma City, Milwaukee, and Denver. They haven't played Boston and Philly yet, but they will play Boston. They'll play Philadelphia. They'll play Milwaukee again. They'll play Minnesota again and Oklahoma City again in this in that stretch of games after the seven-game homestand. So can they, in this seven-game homestand, can they build up to a signature win like that? Can they build up to it? Because they still don't have it, and they've still got a, a long way to go, I think, until they get one of those. One of the things they need to do is to build some lineup continuity. I did these numbers a week ago. They'll pro- they're probably about the same. The essence of the numbers are correct, but maybe uh, they're a little outdated now because it was about a week ago. But the Mavericks only had one lineup a week ago that was that had played 100-plus possessions. That is still probably true because of Kyrie being out and then XM and then all this. They only had one lineup that had played 100-plus possessions together. Some of the best lineups in the NBA have played like 500 possessions together. 600, 7. I mean, it is crazy to see some of these teams that have had this continuity. Oklahoma City, Boston, and Milwaukee all have lineups that have played 500-plus possessions together. Denver probably has one now, too, because they had two that had 400 or more. You have to have lineups play together. And the Mavericks have, you know, Jason Kidd has experimented and tried a bunch of different things. And, of course, you're going to do that early in the season, especially with a brand-new team. But they need to build some kind of continuity now. You're in this season. At this point, we got to know who, who are the guys that are playing. And some of it's because of injury as well. Sure, so you give them a pass, you give them a pass, you give them a pass. All right, you're back now. Josh Green's back. Kyrie's back. Luka's still playing. And so we got to build some continuity here. You got to build some continuity with lineups. They also have to reestablish offense with Kyrie. The Mavericks offense is all of a sudden not elite. It's not. It's not elite. And this is an issue. Honestly, I'm more worried about this than I am defense. The offense will fix itself, I think. But I'm more worried about it and more concerned about their offense not being elite than I am about their defense being bad because I expected their defense to be bad. I did not expect their offense to not be elite. The Mavs offensive rating is 118.2, which would have ranked first in the NBA two years ago, but it's not anymore. It's 10th. They're one point per hundred possessions better than last season. Offense in the NBA is bananas right now. It is insane how good offenses are. And so the Mavericks not being part of the elite means they're missing the boat on something. Since December 14th, they're four and seven. Their offensive rating, remember it was 118 for the season. Since December 14th, so the last two weeks, it's been 113 points per 100 possessions. They've dropped off recently. Part of that is definitely not having Kyrie. That's been huge for the Mavericks. They have to be firing on all cylinders for them to be the elite offensive team. It can't just be roll it out with Luka and a bunch of dudes and see what happens. That's not good enough in today's NBA anymore. And especially it's not good enough with the way Jason Kidd has designed the offense around Luka. There's no margin of error if Luka has a bad game. Look at the Utah game. Look at the Bulls game. Look at the, what was the other one he had a really bad game in? Look at that one. (laughs) Whichever game game that one was. He's had three bad games this season and the Mavericks just tanked all of them it felt like. The Mavericks offense this season, by the way, Against the top 10 defenses, the Mavs are 4-10. and 10. That's not surprising that they haven't won against good teams. But their offense against top 10 defenses is 113 points per 100 possessions. It's 15th. The Mavs are an average offense against the top 10 defenses. 
And that's not average against other teams that are playing everybody. That's everybody in the NBA playing against the top 10 defenses in the NBA. The Mavs offense ranks 15th. They are not stepping up on offense against some of the best teams in the way that other teams are. There's 14 teams in the NBA that are better playing against top 10 defenses than the Mavericks are. Concerned. Have you ever seen the videos of the dogs that have the buttons on the ground and they hit the button? It's like the, it's like the, uh, what was that office? Uh, the staples button. <laughs> they hit the button and it says that it says a word. And so the dog will press a button. And it'll say outside treat, treat, treat. They'll just hit the button over and over again. There's one that there's a dog named bunny, I think. And it has a one that says concern. And I just want to hit that button over again. I just, I kind of want to just buy that button. Concern, concern, concern. Here, should I, should I concern, concern, concern. I am concerned the Mavericks have an average offense against some of the top 10 defenses. That's not good. For example, here are the teams that have great offenses against the top 10 defenses. The Hawks, the Suns, the, the Sixers, the Celtics, the Warriors, the Pacers, and the Thunder. Teams with superstars. Teams with multiple superstars have been good. Now, Denver is not on that list. You, you notice Milwaukee is not on that list. And so it's not like if the Mavericks aren't in the top 10 or aren't, aren't the top six there, then they can't win anything. But I'm concerned that they're average against the top 10 defenses. They need to start building up some of that offensive continuity again. Here's where they have struggled on offense. Their half-court offense has dropped to 25th in the NBA. Concern, concern, concern. Recently, their three-point shooters are shooting really bad. Last two weeks, Tim Hardaway, 28%. Derek Jones Jr., 27%. Grant Williams, 26%. The Mavericks are only shooting 26% of their shots at the rim. 30th, last. Not getting enough shots at the rim. Not creating anything that gets you shots at the rim. They're creating all these open jumpers, and then when they don't go down, you have two bad weeks of Tim Hardaway, Derek Jones Jr., Grant Williams. Your offense tanks. Woo! That is a variable you do not want to be playing with. And the Mavericks are only running about 13% of their shots in transition. And they're 27th in that, in the, the amount of possessions they get. So they don't get out in transition enough. When they do get out in transition, they've been good. That's been positive. But they're still not getting out enough. Another concerning thing is the Mavericks. Here's It's a concerning number, but I think that it could be a positive. The Mavericks right now, according to Synergy, are below average in pick and roll offense with the roll man getting the ball. Someone sets his pick and roll. Someone rolls. The roller gets the ball. They're below average in that. Last season, the Mavs were excellent. Year before, very good. Year before that, excellent. Why are the Mavs below average? Well, Derek Lively has been, quote, very good, according to Synergy. Dwight Powell's been excellent. Those are their top two guys in the amount of possessions they get. Grant Williams is the third, and he's been average. Everybody else has been poor. Even Rashawn Holmes, Josh Green, Tim Hardaway had a bunch of possessions which I think should have been like picking pops, but the Mavs and Derek Jones Jr., Port, like all these guys, they've been trying a bunch of different ones and they haven't been good. They haven't been going to Derek Lively, Dwight Powell, the ones that have been working in the pick and roll. And so they're a below average pick and roll team right now, which is weird, at least as far as the role man getting the ball. So go to Derek Lively more on the pick and roll. Go to Dwight Powell more on the pick and roll if you're going to run out with Dwight Powell. But coming up, I'm done. I'm done with Dwight Powell. <laughs> and the Mavs need to play respectful defense. I've got three areas the Mavs need to fix, and I'll talk about what those are coming up.
Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Game Time has all kinds of uh, sporting events. They've got all kinds of theater events. I went to go see Les Mis over the break, and I got my tickets on Game Time. I went because they were the cheapest ones. Honestly, I went to a bunch of different sites. Sorry, Game Time. I tried. I didn't trust you. I didn't trust you, Game Time. I should have. But I went to a bunch of different sites. Game Time had the cheapest tickets on there. I just wanted to go and see it. I didn't like want anything specific. And I knew exactly what to expect because game time shows me the view from my seat. So I said, all right, I'm way up in the corner, but I knew it going in because I had game time. You can use the code locked NBA for $20 off your first purchase. They have all kinds of things as well. They got $20 tickets to the Blazers Mavs games coming up. So you can get that. You can check out that kind of stuff. Jay Farrow is coming in. He's got a bunch of really good impressions. Uh, they've got all kinds of different stuff. So again, check it out. GameTime.co or download the app. Go to GameTime, download the app, create an account, use the code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem that code. It's locked on now. It's not locked on NBA anymore. It's locked on for $20 off. Download the GameTime app. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. All right, Isaac, let's get into the Mavs defense. I'm concerned about the Mavs offense. It has not been good against elite teams. They have been bad in areas you'd expect them to be good in. Their defense has been bad, and we expected it to be bad. We expected it to be bad. They just need to play respectful defense. The Mavericks defense rating is 117.7 points allowed per 100 possessions. It's not good, but it's not as bad as it sounds in the past because offenses are just off the chain right now. Against the top 10 offenses, they allow they are 29th in defense against the middle 10 offenses they are 24th and against the bottom 10 offenses they are 16th so just about right what you would expect here are the three issues the Mavericks have on defense that they need to clean up and respect and this is to me all on coaching there have been people in the comments call out Jason Kidd to sell what a, tell tell us what a terrible job Jason Kidd has done all right here it is Jason Kidd and the Mavs Coaches need to clean these things up because these are bad. Transition defense. The Mavericks rank on synergy. They're poor. They're 27th in points allowed per play on transition. They're terrible in transition, which is why their offense being their best defense is true. I agree with Jason Kidd on that. They've got to coach up this transition defense because it's just bad. There's just no attention to detail in it. It's terrible. The effort's been terrible in it. They need to fix that and at least just play respectable. Honestly, they can't fix it. They've just got to play respectable. That's that's my whole thing with this whole topic. Just play respectable defense. The next one, not surprising either, is offensive rebounds and putbacks. The Mavs are 27th in the NBA in the amount of offensive rebound percentage that they allow. 30% of their misses go to the other team. 30%. I think the lowest in the NBA is like 33. So they're not too far off that either. Synergy ranks them below average. Big shocker. They allow too many offensive rebounds. And you saw it on the Jazz game the other night. It's not just Derek Lively. It's not just the centers. It's guards. It's wings. It's all these guys. They've got to, Jason Kidd, change the way you guys are doing offensive rebound. Change the intention of rebounding because you've just got to finish plays on defense. You've got to finish these plays. Go back to the beginning of the season. What did you try to teach in training camp? During this homestand, get some practices and teach teach that again because it's not working. Whatever the plan was, it's not working. They're terrible on offensive rebounds. The last one, get ready for this one. Cuts. 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 They're getting destroyed in cuts. 
They're 27th in the NBA in points per possession allowed on cuts. Synergy ranks them poor. That's the lowest one. That's the bottom. That's the Washington Wizards. That's the worst. That's the Detroit Pistons. The worst when it comes to cuts. They're just not paying attention. They're just not watching. Coach them up. Change something. Getting destroyed on cuts. God bless. They're doing great in three categories. Spot up. Synergy ranks them excellent. They're doing well defending spot ups. They're good against ISOs, and they're good against pick and roll ball handlers. They've got that covered. They get destroyed on cuts. How? Here's one, here's one thing that um one thing that's obvious right here. Another obvious on defense. Mavericks defensive rating with Derek Live on the court, 114. Let's go. The Mavs have at least one look that they can put out there that is good defensively. Derek Lively on the court. When he leaves the court, 120 points allowed per 100 possessions. Terrible, awful, garbage. Pistons, Wizards. Dwight Powell on the court, 121.1 defensive rating. The Mavs are five points per 100 possessions worse on defense. Last year... The Christian Wood versus Dwight Powell debate was raging on, and I was defending Dwight Powell like I was Bobby Corrala. <laughs> shout out to Bobby! Shout out to Bobby Corrala. I was defending him because the Mavs were better when Dwight Powell was on the court. They were seven points per hundred possessions better when he was on the court. This year, not the same. Dwight Powell is not the same player. He has not played the same. He's not fitting with that group as well. It's time for Rashawn Holmes. I'm done. I don't see it. I. I've been watching uh, Hell's Kitchen and <laughs> Chef Ramsay sometimes will look at a chef. It's a, it's a competition show where they cook and they're trying to win the, uh, all these different competitions, cooking competitions, and then they serve a dining room and you have to see how they lead and how they work with other people and how they cook dishes and if they can keep up with everybody else. And at the end of the day, Chef Ramsay has them all stand in a line and he like has two of them call each other out and then they stand in front of him and he either tells them to take off their jacket and leave or he tells him to get back in line. And a lot of times when he wants somebody to leave, he goes, I don't, I'm not seeing it. I don't get it. I'm there with Dwight Powell this season. I don't get it. I'm not seeing it. Take off your jacket and go sit and go sit down. It's time for Rashawn Holmes. We, we got to just see it because the, the bench defense is so terrible. Tim Hardaway and Dwight Powell on the court together. 121 defensive rating. The bench defense is getting destroyed. I said that a month ago, and they're still playing those two. You can't do it. You got to change something. And I think just it's time for Dwight Powell to sit. It's time for Rashawn Holmes to get more of a chance. He's just not bringing enough. He had that one good game where he had like 13 and 14, right? He had that. He had a good game the other night. Was it against the Warriors? But other than that, man, it's been brutal. It's not all on him. He had 12 and 14 that game. And he had 14 points against the Spurs. But they lost the the Minnesota game where he had 12 and 14. So, I don't know. Whatever you want to take from that. But every other game, I'm not seeing it. And so, let's just try something else. The bench defense is that bad that we've just got to try something different. The Mavs have tried to... All right, let's put... Exum in the starting lineup. He's been a good defensive player. Lively in the, in the starting lineup. He's been a good defensive player. Derek Joe Jr. starting lineup. He's been a good defensive player. And then they put Grant Williams, who has struggled this year. Josh Green, who has struggled this year. <laughs> Tim Hardaway, who struggled this year. Dwight, who struggled this year. It's just like, 
all their their uh, Hardy who has struggled this year, all their bad defensive players are on the bench and all their good defensive players. They're trying to find some kind of lineup that works defensively. But they're getting destroyed in those moments. And so for me, one change they can make is Rashawn Holmes and Dwight Powell sit. I mean, they just got to change it. Got to do something. Change it up. And hey, this is these, these things are on coaching to me. Transition defense, cuts, and offensive rebounds? Come on. It's effort. It's coaching. It's intentionality. It's making sure your team is ready. Making sure they're aware. Making sure they're getting up for a win. Getting up for a game? <sighs> Come on. It's got to be better than that. There you go. Those are the three areas on defense they've got to fix. Transition defense, or at least be respectable. Let me just say it. Let me put it that way. Transition defense, cuts, offensive rebounds. They seem obvious, but they're they're getting killed in those ways, especially the benches. The benches have been bad. So there you go. Let me know in the comment section if the Mavericks record would be above or below 500 after the seven-game homestand. Let me know what you think about uh, everything else coming up. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Oh, wait. Peace out. Boom.